Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Frosted sugar cookies, gingerbread cake, mm. peanut butter blossoms, mm. figgy pudding, yeah. bouche de Noel, pavlova, pfeffernusa, fudge, <laughs> rum balls, eggnog. Oh. I could go on and on. Yes, you could. You guessed it. It's the holidays, and that means lots of sweets. Mm. If you have a holiday sweet tooth, hang around for today's episode. We're discussing how to avoid a holiday sweets overload. I'm Heather Clue. And I'm Bethany DeBrew Adams. And we're from... The Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. Okay, you were making me so hungry just listing off all of those desserts. Oh, yeah. And you know that I do enjoy an occasional sweet here and there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm not even a huge dessert person, but in doing some research for this episode. You became one? Yeah, seeing the pretty (laughs) pictures for these desserts made me very hungry. So do you make many desserts for the holidays? Um, if I have time, okay. I like to make ginger or molasses cookies. Ooh, molasses they cookies. are my favorite. Mm. We also usually make chocolate chip cookies for okay. Santa. Although this oh, year, so Santa has a specific request. I don't know. That's just what my kids always think he wants. Oh, okay. Like we have to make chocolate chip cookies for Santa. Okay. But this year we're making brownies because oh. my younger daughter told our elf Angelina. Okay. To ask Santa if he prefers chocolate chip cookies or brownies and, for us to put out. And Santa prefers just a full-on chocolate overload. Yeah, Santa told Angelina. So Angelina left us a note and said, oh, Santa would love brownies. Thank you okay. for asking. Okay. <laughs> now, I love cooking more than baking. Yeah. Yeah. Baking, I'm with you. Baking is far too precise and kind of putsy yes. for me. So although the pretty pictures call me to make them, <laughs> when it comes time to actually make desserts, I usually end up not making them okay. unless they are, you know, not as time consuming. Right, yeah. I also have that whole, you know, lactose intolerance thing. I do remember <laughs> that, yes. Which makes the whole dessert category more challenging for me since mm-hmm. butter, cream, and milk are often involved. Right. Which means I have to find lactose-free dessert recipes, sure. which is more work. Yeah. So I don't always end up baking. <laughs> now, what about you, Bethany? Do you have any, you know, fave holiday desserts? Of course I do. So uh, it, in the pre-done, like, holiday treat thing that arrives in stores, mm-hmm. I love Christmas tree cakes. And all y'all out there probably know what those are. And they've been really hard to come by in the past few years. Like from years. Little Debbie? Yes. Oh. <laughs> they're so good. And when I find a box, I snap them up because once they're gone, it's like they're gone. Mm. I love those. And I love the little like Hershey's Kisses that are like the peppermint. So they're kind of like a white chocolate with oh, a little okay. crunchy peppermint in there. I like that. But as far as like family, traditional. My grandma used to make the best molasses cookies Mm. in the world. If I'm feeling ambitious, I might make them myself, but I haven't felt ambitious in the last several years. (laughs) And my other grandma used to make Italian sugar cookies, so they have like a little bit of an anise hit to Mm -hmm. them. And I loved them, and my dad loved them, and everybody else in the family thinks they're gross. So it's yeah, one not of the, everybody likes Anna's flavor. Right, things. and I don't typically like it either, but for some reason, it's just a little tiny 
like hit on the back end and it's just so delicious. Yeah. But and we also have a family friend who makes the most beautiful sugar cookies and they're delicious too. So sometimes I'll get some of those from her. Yeah. But like like you, baking to me is just one of those things where like you have to be so correct or things go horribly wrong. Yes. And That's- I've had stuff end up where there's like way too much flour or whatever because I didn't sift or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, baking is a lot of chemistry. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Like you do have to be really precise. Some people even measure their ingredients in grams with like a scale instead of using the cups. Like that's too much for me. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? Right. Right. (laughs) So Heather, as Mm -hmm. you know, especially this time of year, desserts are nostalgic for a lot of people like me, right? Yes. So Desserts also bring with them boatloads of sugar and usually Mm. like ultra refined flours and, of course, fat. And often extra calories. Yes. I hate to mention that part. I know that's, but I mean, let we all know, right? We just pretend we don't. Right. And of course, those extra calories can unfortunately lead to holiday weight gain. So I'm hoping you have some queen of hearts advice (laughs) for how we can tame our sweet tooth throughout the holiday season. So, what are some suggestions you have for those dessert lovers among us? I do have some suggestions that our listeners can take advantage of. In fact, I have three main suggestions plus two bonus tips. Ooh, two bonus (laughs) tips. All right. So is the first suggestion to just stay away from sweets completely, keep them out of the house, wear a blindfold, just ignore (laughs) that they exist? Right. You could try that, but good luck doing that during the holiday season, (laughs) right? If that works for anyone out there, by all means, then stay away from sweets completely. Right. Some people just aren't dessert fans or big on the sweets. Other people, though, once they start eating sweets, they have a hard time stopping. Right. These individuals do well when they keep tempting desserts out of their environment, whether that means at home or at work, your car, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Keeping those kind of out of sight as much as they can. But no desserts at all is pretty hard. Yeah. My first suggestion is going to sound familiar. Okay. So this is suggestion number one. Practice moderation with those sweets. Ah, moderation. Eat sweets less often. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds easy, but in practice, it's usually a little bit tougher to do than you think. Mm -hmm. And I'm the kind of person, and you know this about me, that if you tell me I can't have something, then I'm going to be like, you want to bet? Yeah. (laughs) I'm a grown-up. I can have what I want. You are quite the rebel, Bethany. In that respect, I am. (laughs) Yes. I have a little rebel in me, too, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So for all the rebels out there, try framing the eating of desserts as a choice that you're making. Okay. Tell yourself you can eat the dessert if you want, but you're choosing to not eat it. Okay. It's a subtle difference, but it often works. Okay. Well, what if I've told myself that I'm not going to eat the dessert, I'm not going to eat the dessert, I'm not going (laughs) to eat the dessert, and then my willpower just kind of goes by the wayside and I'm like, I got to have the dessert. Well, like other people, I like to remind people this, that you're a human being. You're not a robot, right? Yes, I click that box often. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We all give in at some point. When you eat the dessert, remind yourself that you don't need a large amount to feel satisfied. Okay. Here's a little secret for everyone. 
Research shows that the first two bites of desserts are always the best. Eat a couple bites and really savor what you're eating for the most enjoyment. And I have heard that before. Mm-hmm. And I may have heard it from you. Mm-hmm. Probably have heard yeah. it from you. But I think you're really, that is actually a true statement. Because yeah. I've noticed that with stuff that I eat too. It kind of just loses its luster okay. yeah. the yeah. more you have. Right. So for moderation, does it also help to put a limit on the number of sweet treats? Like I know this time of year, it's like, it's the holidays and I'm just going to throw caution to the wind. <laughs> and that's not right. good. Yeah, it is helpful to kind of have a little limit there or some kind of stopping point maybe okay. in your head. Plan ahead and think about your week. Instead of satisfying every sweet craving that pops up, because they'll pop up a lot. She's glaring at me with that one. (laughs) Instead, strategize. Like if you have a party or gathering later in the week, that's a great time to eat a dessert. Mm -hmm. Most likely they'll have a variety of sweets that you wouldn't normally eat, right? Yeah. You may get more enjoyment from that than the same sweets you always eat. Okay. I also like to save a sweet treat for the weekend, like a Friday night or maybe on Saturday. I don't know. It feels a little more indulgent to me for some reason. Yeah. Ooh, let's celebrate. Probably like, ooh, got through the week. Yeah, right. (laughs) This is my reward. So let's move on to suggestion two. All right. So suggestion number two is to make healthy ingredient swaps. Now let's start with sugar. Okay. For many baking recipes, sugar can often be decreased by as much as one-fourth to one-third without significantly changing the taste. Okay. Desserts such as pies, quick breads, cakes, no-bake bars, and cake-like cookies all can be made with less sugar than the recipe calls for, often with little difference in the final product. It's an easy way to cut back on sugar and calories in your treats. Okay. So we've covered the sugar, but now Mm -hmm. the butter. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's high in saturated fat. It can raise cholesterol. Mm -hmm. And it's in a lot of baked goods. It sure is. Can people? substitute healthy fats or is you know or use something else that's not going to completely interfere with (laughs) the taste the texture everything right right. this category is a little trickier now you can substitute applesauce for butter and desserts with a soft texture okay such as brownies cakes cupcakes quick breads and muffins for desserts with a crispy or crunchy texture do not substitute applesauce <laughs> or butter. I'm just thinking like <laughs> it will not be crispy. Something up with some applesauce in the pan, like it's not going to work. No, you wouldn't be sautéing in a pan. But if you have like a really crispy kind of cookie, you yeah. know, gets, some of them you really need that crispness on the sure. outside. If you're cutting out the butter, you're not going to have that texture anymore, right? right? You're going to have a different kind of cookie, basically. Now, oil can be used in place of butter in many desserts, also because it provides moisture, like okay. the butter does. You may want to start with a 50-50 combination, though, of oil and butter. Okay. So if a recipe calls for one stick of butter, for those of you that cook or bake, that equals half a cup. You could replace with one-fourth cup or half a stick of butter and then use one-fourth cup oil, right? So you've got one-fourth cup of each. That makes sense. Sure. If you're using all oil as a full substitute for butter, usually you want to use slightly less oil. Okay. So for one cup of butter, you might do three-fourths cup plus one tablespoon of oil, just as an example. Okay. 
plain unsweetened yogurt can also be used in quick bread and muffin recipes in place of butter. If using plain Greek yogurt, there's slightly less water content because it's thicker. Sure. So you may need to add a little liquid or be okay with kind of a more dense texture. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now I'm seeing, you know, out there now there's a whole variety of flours, whole grain flours and like, you know, different kinds of chickpea flour, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that are out on grocery store shelves. Can you use those in holiday desserts instead of like your standard all-purpose white Mm -hmm. flour? Yes, you can switch whole grain flours such as whole wheat or oat. So you can use those in place of just regular white flour, the all-purpose flour that you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. Or you could do a mixture of whole and, you know, the all-purpose flour to increase fiber and nutrients. Yeah. Some flours also have more protein. You mentioned these, and they have little to no carbs, such as almond, coconut, and chickpea flours. Keep in mind, we mentioned this before, that baking involves a lot of chemistry to produce a desirable outcome. You know, there's a lot of things that depend on each other. Yes. So if you're like, you know, before when I was mentioning using, you know, oil in place of butter or something, now you maybe have to tweak the liquid a little or something somewhere else, right? right? So I'd recommend finding established recipes and read reviews, look for good reviews, Yes. you know, that use some of these healthier swaps rather than experimenting on your own. I think we've all experimented <laughs> and had something turn out horrible or sometimes maybe even inedible. Yeah, once or twice, <laughs> you know. Maybe consider trying even like if you have to experiment on your own, try a mm-hmm. small batch. Yes. Like make a third of what they right? tell you to make so that you're not wasting as much money if it doesn't turn out well. That's a good idea. Also keep in mind, so suggestion number one, that whole moderation thing with these healthier swaps. Healthier desserts are sometimes lower in calories, but often they have the same amount of calories or more compared to regular desserts. So these healthier desserts, you can't see me, but I'm putting healthier in quotes, (laughs) little air quotes here. These healthier desserts aren't a free pass to eat more of them or to eat them more often. Right. Okay. Fine. (laughs) I know. I have to be the bearer of bad news again. Right. But that's a good tip for everybody to remember. So, all right, we're down to the third suggestion. What is it for taming our holiday sweet tooth? I think our listeners will like this one. Okay. So suggestion number three is to go mini. Oh. Mini desserts are smaller versions of your favorite things. Okay. You get to enjoy them with fewer calories, sugar, saturated fat, and so Mm. on. Great mini dessert ideas include mini muffins, small cookies such as spritz and Mm. pfeffernusa. I love spritz. Yeah. They're a pain to make, but I love them. Yes, they are. I remember making those with my mom (laughs) when I was little. They were a lot of work. Or maybe mini cheesecakes. Oh, yeah. Fruit and nut truffles or Mm. like those energy balls. Cake pops, tartlets, and parfait shooters. I mean, so many great options. And they look cute. I mean, you could do a lot Mm -hmm. with them decoration-wise, too, if you're putting out a little buffet or whatever. I remember a few years ago, we had parfait shooters at one of our open houses for Heart Month. Mm -hmm. They were delicious, and they were so pretty Mm because I think they had raspberry or something red in them, and people just loved them. Yes. Plus, they came with these adorably tiny little spoons that I could not get enough of. Right. (laughs) So you mentioned bonus tips earlier. Now, don't keep us in suspense because we're hoping, we're hoping these might be like, hey, you can have like a bunch of chocolate or something for... (laughs) 
for the holidays. Well, since you mentioned chocolate, okay. the first bonus tip is to choose dark chocolate. This means with 70% cacao or greater. So choosing dark chocolate over milk chocolate or white chocolate. So I have one question. Yeah. 70% cacao or greater. Uh-huh. Are those a little hard to come by? Do you need to no. look for them in a those specific are, place? I mean, I usually buy them. They're usually in the candy aisle okay. at most grocery stores in Target and Walmart, okay. places like that. But they're usually in like the bigger bars, oh, you know, okay. like Ghirardelli or Endangered Species, like one of those kind of brands. And it will list the percentage on there. It'll be right on the label, right? It should right? be there right on the front. Yeah. Okay. And is dark chocolate better because of the antioxidants? Because it's one of those ones we hear, it has all these good antioxidants for <laughs> you. Well, that's one good reason because okay. that's really good for your heart. I okay. think we've talked about that in past podcasts. The other reason is because dark chocolate helps reduce appetite and cravings for richer sweets. There's something in chocolate called stearic acid, and this slows digestion, which increases the feeling of fullness. Supposedly, even smelling dark chocolate can decrease cravings. I don't know about that. You don't think that'll work? I would think that might ramp them up a little bit. Maybe in some people. (laughs) So what's your second bonus tip? All right. My second bonus tip is to eat your sweets earlier in the day. Avoid eating them late in the evening. Sweets with breakfast, everybody. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So why eat them earlier as opposed to later? Does this like have something to do with your body, like turning it to fat more easily or... Is it like you eat it earlier, you're active all day, you can burn off those calories? You're on the right track. Yes, Yes, we have more time to burn off the calories when eaten earlier since most people are moving, you know, for the bulk of the day, Mm -hmm. right? Or most of their movement's going to be during the day. Sure. There's a bigger reason here, though. Okay. Remember last week when we talked about circadian rhythm? Yes. We discussed how going to bed at a decent time, Heather, (laughs) and at the same time each day sets our circadian rhythm and keeps it going smoothly. Right. Well, believe it or not, all our major organs also have circadian rhythms, or these are actually called peripheral clocks. Basically, when we eat is just as important as what we eat. Eating late at night, and this means about three hours before bed, Mm -hmm. roughly, affects the function of the peripheral clocks in our organs and can lead to excess fat in the belly area, metabolic syndrome, and cardiovascular disease. Mm. So as hard as it is, try to not eat after dinner. Now, there may be some exceptions here. Right. You know, if you have diabetes or your doctor has told you it's okay to eat a snack before bed or okay. something like that. But for the rest of us, try to not eat after dinner, <laughs> especially those sweets. So not eating after dinner allows a nice 12 to 14 hour overnight fast, which allows the body to go into a slight ketosis until you eat the next day. This is good for your heart, your organs, and all of the cells in your body. Okay, so I'm going to have to reset my peripheral dessert clock because (laughs) I tend to want the sweets later rather than earlier. I know, that's pretty common. It's it's tough to get into the habit of doing that, I would agree. I think that's mostly because it's kind of like a nice reward at the end of the day, maybe. And I feel like if I eat sweets earlier, I feel icky. Really? 
like maybe my stomach isn't fully awake and running properly. And if I eat huh. something earlier, I feel like queasy. Well, maybe at least eat it a little earlier in the evening. Okay. Just don't eat it too late. Yes, ma'am. Right? Maybe Sounds give that like a, a plan. Try. All right. Well, hopefully we gave you some food for thought on handling your holiday sweet tooth. Let us know your favorite holiday treat or how you're handling the holidays this year. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the Queen of Hearts podcast and the Karen Yant Center YouTube channel so you don't miss out on any of our heart-healthy content. Thank you for listening today, everyone. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyantcenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.